What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Baseline Podcast. Joining me today, we got Eddie Montanez, and back again this week, we got Zavani. We're on episode four today. We're going to jump right in with the Devers deal for uh, $17.5 million. Uh, what's going on, and what do you think he's going to do coming up next year or this year? Um, I think that uh, I guess it was a good signing. He'll play for the Red Sox one more year. I don't think they'll really he'll really contribute that much. I think they'll still be mediocre at best, but I think in free agency he's going to get a lot of money. I think he's going to stay in the American League probably, and we'll never know. We'll see who gets him. I think he's going to make a lot of money, though, next year. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the uh, the Red Sox resigning him again. I mean, he's definitely their best player at this point. I, I don't think the, or, uh, the Yankees or the Red Sox can afford to lose him. I mean, they lost Bogarts earlier this year. I mean, one year, 17 mil for him. Keep him around one more year, maybe try something else. I don't think he's going to stick around it, like either. Uh, be interesting to see where he goes if he doesn't stay around, though. Yeah, I really think I think the Red Sox are cleaning house and they're, they're going to try to make a run for a big free agent signing next year. To be honest with you, because there's a lot of of good talent coming out next year too, especially with Machado making a move on the market for next year. They do need a yeah, I think free agency is going to be pretty crazy coming up with the trade deadline and free agency for next year. I think it's going to be or this year, I should say. I think it's going to be crazy. Got a lot of big names coming up. So we got uh, Correa and his physical. Obviously, the Giants uh, saw some issues, and that's why he signed with the Mets. But now the Mets are also having uh, problems with that. Do you think it's like a, a like a deeper story? Like, is it just his physical, or do you think there's actually like, you know, let's give him a five year contract, see where it goes from there? I think there's definitely something wrong with the physical. I think. I think he's perfectly healthy right now. They're just looking at it for the long run because they saw something in his knee. But I think that – I think, honestly, he will still be a Met. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I heard that he told multiple teams that it's only a Mets game, so he only want, he wants to be a Met. And this morning he just posted on a, a, an Instagram of, of his son in an I Love New York uh, shirt and a new glove with orange in it. So that maybe that's a good sign for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's going to stick with the Mets. Maybe not going to be as long-term as everyone hoped it was going to be or the Mets hoped it was going to be, but I think they probably could see him maybe five years in that area, maybe less. I think there's definitely some issues that they saw that they want to deal with, but I think he's, like Eddie said, I think he's going to be a Met for a couple of years yet. I think four to six years is perfect. I think four to six years will be the amount they'll give him. And I saw that Cohen talk, they, Cohen talked to MLB about, giving other clauses in the contract, which no one knows about yet because we don't know if it's allowed yet. So we'll have to see what happens. But I'm, I'm almost – I have a pretty good chance it'll be a Met. What I'm thinking they're going to do is they're going to – a lot of agents and players don't like this type of contract. So if the Mets go in, I think they offer him an opt-out where if he's tearing it up, like he could leave at any point, right? But I think – the Mets should also have an opt-out clause in the contract because if he's not performing and there was already a problem with his physical, why would they want to keep him for the long term? Like he's he, any more than two years, you know what I mean? So if he has that opt-out clause and they also have that, I think that would benefit both of them. But like I said, a lot of players and agents don't really, they're not a big fan of those types of contracts. But I agree with you. What the is, is he could come 
play for the Nets for a couple of years and then tear it up, not having any issues with, you know, I think it was his knee or something they were worried about. Maybe he doesn't have any issues. Maybe they do end up signing him for longer, but maybe, maybe they're not ready to take that risk yet. That would also depend on who's, who's coming out uh, in the next couple of years too. I don't know how their, uh, their in-house guys are uh, for triple A and double A, but if they can move on to a cheap guy coming out, and get rid of him. That way, they he's not eating a ton of their contract or a ton of their uh, salary or average annual um, salary per year. I know, so. I know there's a lot of a lot of guys and a lot of teams' farm systems coming up that are going to be some big players if they can they keep playing with it. They are so I think like obviously with the Mets, the Yankees, a lot of them have a lot of good guys coming up through, good players coming up through. We'll move on to uh, the Texas Rangers. Uh, their rotation. And if they're going to get any help for DeGrom, like they, they're they hurting for like a, a better team, honestly. Obviously, they signed DeGrom, but does that make them like a, a contender in any way, shape, or form? I definitely think their rotation did get a help with Valdi, Andrew Heaney, John still there. They still have Martin Lopez. They still, I think their rotation will be decent. The Rangers are going to be a team to, they're either going to be sneak. They're either going to be a sneaky team or a team that's not going to do anything. Because Simeon and Seager could go off at any time. They go off the whole year. The Grom could stay healthy the whole year. We never know what's going to happen. So I feel like you can't sleep on this Rangers team because the Grom did get some help with Evaldi, Heaney, and John Gray and Martin Lopez though being there. So I do think that the Rangers could be all right, but they also can't be. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the Rangers have a pretty decent. Rotation coming up through, like like you said, DeGrom, Heaney, John Gray. I mean, those are a lot of decent pitchers that had some good seasons the past couple of years. I, if DeGrom can stay healthy, if Simeon and Seager can stay healthy, I, I can see the Rangers possibly sneaking in there somewhere, maybe a wild-card spot. Definitely not a bad team, but it's, it's a lot to have high expectations for only a handful of guys that have some issues with injuries all year, all the time. I think it's also their their lineup doesn't look any better than it did last year, to be honest with you. So, I mean, if they could improve by signing somebody, trading somebody away for uh, a young kid, I mean, for some help. But pitching, it's not as uh, – especially with the changes coming up next year, with the shift going away, I don't think pitching is going to win them as many games as I think they're thinking that it's going to, you know. I think that that could go for almost any team. Then, I mean, obviously, talked about the Rangers, but I mean, you talk about the shift and not relying on pitching as much. I mean, it it could affect all pitching staffs, not just the Rangers. That's true. I I just don't know how good their defense is next year. And with that going away, their offense, if it could help them in any way, shape, or form. I mean, we'll we'll see. Who knows what they'll do. To be honest, I mean, as long as long as teams are hitting it up the left side, I think they'll be all right. Maybe the right side of the field, first second base side, they might have issues. Yeah, Siggy going to the Marlins. I don't like that as a Phillies fan. I don't like that he's going to a division rival. That he he could hit anywhere, anytime. Like, I just don't know if the the Marlins are never a legit team, but are they better? Or are they 
They're just signing him just to sign him at this point. I think the Marlins signing Segura is good to help to, to help Jazz. I saw some other things that they're interested in the inquiring Eduardo Escobar from the Mets, which I think will be a big help for them too. I think, honestly, if the Marlins could really just get a bullpen to help Alcantara and uh, Pablo Lopez, then – or, yeah, Pablo Lopez, <clears throat> that maybe the Marlins could be a team that surprises people. I'm not saying they are, maybe, but you never know, with the, especially with the shift gone. Especially with the shift gone. Any team could be real – any team could do anything this year with, the, with all the changes. Can't count any team out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Marlins picking it up. Segura isn't a bad pickup. I mean, Segura's definitely a pretty good out or shortstop. Wouldn't say he was up there with, you know, the rest of the free agent shortstops like Swanson and all of them, but he's he's reliable. I mean, he, he has bat. He can play defensively pretty good. Um, like you said, it comes down to the Marlins or, uh, rotation. You got to get a little bit of help on on that end. Um, I think the Marlins might have a decent shot. I'm not saying they're gonna make playoffs or anything. I mean, they're still the Marlins, but with the shift being gone, you, who knows? Who knows what could happen? I do think it adds competition to the to the NL East as well. Because I mean, you're looking at the NL East. You have the Braves, uh, the Mets, and the Phillies. Obviously, right up there, top three contenders for like playoffs, right? Even World Series. So every team besides the Nationals, I mean, I think could win any game at any given moment, you know, especially if when they play each other. The Phillies always struggle with the Marlins. I don't, I'm not sure how the Mets usually are doing against them, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. They should have kept Yelich. They should have kept JT. I mean, they would be so much better if they kept all those young guys that they had at one point. I mean, yeah, I mean they had – JT, they had Yelich, they had Stanton. I mean, those are a lot of big names in the MLB right now that they lost over the years. I mean, who who's who knows if they would have kept all of that where they'd be at now? Lost Ozuna. Ozuna's all right. Yeah. yeah. Forgot they had him. They would be ridiculous, man. Imagine they kept all those guys. They would be yeah, especially with Jazz and Alcantara. Yeah, they'd be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alcantara came off. One of the best pitching seasons I've seen in a while. I mean, definitely didn't see a Marlins pitcher coming up and dominating the way he did all year. Yeah, the last pitch, last last Dodger pitcher I remember being as dominant as Jose Fernandez. So, mm-hmm. so we'll move on to the dark horse, Cy Young and MVP. It's it's a very debatable season for these for both of them. I mean, I I I don't know who. Could win. It could be a young guy. It could be an old guy at this point because Verlander just won. But I also think Spencer Strider could win it. Like, who knows? Let's hear your your thoughts. For my NL Cy Young, my dark horse, I'm gonna say Zach Gallen from the Diamondbacks. Guy's really good. Hopefully, he he had a pretty good season last year. So maybe this year he could have an even better one and tear it up. Maybe even. Not help the Diamondbacks win more games. Well, maybe win his win his games. Obviously, I think he will be a Cy Young, dark horse Cy Young pick for the NL. And then my NL pick for the <clears throat> for the MVP is Jazz Chisholm. I think Jazz is real good. If he could 
if he had a really good beginning of the season last year, if he could keep it all the way through, I think there's a shot that he could win MVP, honestly. Yeah, I mean, my my hot take for the NL, NL Cy Young, I, I want to say Spencer Schreider. I really do. I mean, he came out of rookie season last year, tore it up, probably should have won Cy Young if it wasn't for Verlander and him. But, um, yeah, I mean, he definitely has the capability of doing it. Uh, hopefully he just pitches as well as he did last year, if not better. I mean, I don't, I really don't know who NL MVP could be. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of good young talent. I, I really truly don't know. I think MVP for NL. I think that would have to be. Man, you're right. There is, there is a lot of good players that could win it. Uh, like it's I it's just, hard to really just pick one. Yeah. I don't know. I think Soto is going to have a really good season next year. I, I don't think he had the best season. I mean, it was it was a decent season for him. I think he could he has a shot to win MVP next year. I think his move to San Diego kind of hurt him. I think he was used to playing in those kind of environments. I mean, he definitely did do horrendous when he went to uh, San Diego, but it wasn't what he was doing in in Washington either, though. I don't know. I just have a, I have a good feeling that this year is his comeback year. As much as I don't like the guy, I think he's a he's very good and he's very young still. So who knows where his contract's going to lead him next? He might go to the Dodgers even in a, a year or so, especially when Otani joins them. Uh, from the AL Cy Young, I picked the uh Shane McClanahan from the Tampa Bay Rays. He had a really good season last year. I think that he could really be dominant, especially with Glasnow. If Glasnow's in, like, if Glas if Glasnow could stay healthy, I think they have a really good one-two punch there. Uh, and then for the AL MVP, my dark horse is Bo Bichette from the Blue Jays. I think Bichette could have a really good year, and maybe even win AL MVP. Never know. Um, AL, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit biased here. I'm going to say AL Cy Young could be really down. He's, he's coming out, coming out to New York. Um, I think he's going to have a really good season. I can really see him showing up, pitching well. So, um, play a new environment, playing some, playing some new guys. But, um, uh, AL MVP, I'm going to say J-Ram. Just for the sheer fact that he's he's just a beast. He's power bat, uh, good defender. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely see him making a making a run for it. Mine is a bit controversial, so I, I'm going to say Degrom wins the Cy Young, and for the sheer fact that I think he's going to have a ton of innings, and I think he's going to stay healthy this year. To be honest with you, plus what he what he's going to do really depends on how well they play. But if the Rangers have a good year. I think he has a solid chance for the MVP. I'm going to go with Jeremy Pena from the Astros. I think he, he really grew this past year, especially because they got rid of, uh, well, I, I forget who they got rid of, but their old shortstop, Carlos something. If you guys remember who I'm talking about, I, I don't remember Correa. his last name. Correa. Correa. Was it Correa? Yeah. Yeah. It was Correa. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
Well, I didn't know that, but that, anyway. But I thought you were just joking. I'm like, is he, does he <laughs> no, know what I was like, about? I couldn't think of it. I was like, blank on his last name. <laughs> I thought you That's were bad. That's all right. But uh, yeah, I really think that he he has big fill, big shoes to fill. But at the same time, I think he he did really well in the playoffs last year. So I think it's entirely yeah, possible I mean, that he can win MVP. That's definitely that's definitely a close second for MVP next year. I mean, he had an insane season this year. I think he deserves it if he would get it this year. I believe too. I believe so too. I just think it's going to be hard with Julio in the AL too because Julio's. I think Pena yeah. Pena could have won Rookie of the Year in the NL. If Pena was in the NL, he would have run Rookie of the Year, without a doubt. So you never know. The AL is actually stacked. Julio, I think Julio is the favorite right now, honestly. As much as I don't want to say it, you can't really count Otani out for MVP either. I mean, him and Judge are neck and neck. Both of them. You can't count him out for either of them, Cy Young and MVP. That's what I mean. You can't count him out for either. As much as I'm not a huge Otani fan, he's he's a good baseball player. He's a good pitcher. You can't count him out for anything. That is a very – this year, I'm not surprised. That is a very, uh, like, one-sided thought right there. You're not an Otani fan. Really? I didn't know that. I I like him. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a bad baseball player because he's not, but he's going neck and neck for with Judge every year for MVP. I'm going to go with Judge every single time. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. That's fair, though. If, if we can get, get Judge on the mound. about him all the time. Yeah. I'll get all get Judge on the mound. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pay, pay Yo, him, add him to pay the rotation. Nine hundred million. Let him pitch. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't get me started on that one there, but Otani is one of like the greatest athletes I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. Anyway, so I mean, people will compare him to Babe Ruth, but I don't know. I, I can see oh, why you're Babe not Ruth a fan of him. against Milk. Then you're not wrong. Yeah. Show, but show he also he's biased now, huh? <laughs> Uh, let's hear some uh, hot takes here. We'll go into the bottom of the ninth. Let's hear some uh, some thoughts going into. I mean, next month is already spring training, so let's hear them. Uh, I think Nestor Cortez and Rodon are gonna have a better year than Garrett Cole. I don't think. Yeah, I really do think that. No, I'm laughing because I I could agree with that 100. I mean, obviously Garrett Cole's dominant. He's the ace, but. I mean, the way Nestor pitched this year, he had, he was making a run for Cy Young. I mean, you have Rodon coming in. He's definitely going to make a run for Cy Young, too. But I mean, if all three of them can stay healthy, I think it's going to be a uh, interesting run between the three of them. This year, baseball is going to be probably one of the best years of baseball. I've watched a lot of good free agent signings, and I don't know. It's just going to be a real fun year of baseball. Literally, anyone could do it. Like, any team could literally show out and be good. Like, yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, you have a, you have a lot of young guys coming out of the farm system this year too that can that can make an impact too. I think that'd be fun to see some of the guys that these teams are bringing up. The future of baseball is in good hands. That's what I say uh, all the time. Not, not with Paul Manfred, man. I'm telling you right now, he needs to leave the helm. I think I think after next year, I think he retires. Uh, that's my hot take right here. I think Paul Manfred retires after next year. That baseball is going to get a new commissioner. What did you just say, Paul? Paul Manfred. You mean Rob Manfred? Manfred. Who? You mean Rob Manfred? Whatever the hell his name is. I don't even know his name. It's not that important. 
But I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm just – I don't like him. I, I don't like him. I think he's changing the sport too much to the, the, make it appealing for the younger generations to watch. But, like, if you don't like baseball, you don't like baseball. Let's not make it something that's that it's not, you know? I get that. I mean, he could be Roger Goodell, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, he does his job well Roger enough. Roger is an that, idiot. Well, I'm not saying he's not. I, I, dis, I do not like <laughs> – Roger Dell, but All right, just at the same time, it's like, podcast now. yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just think there's too many big changes happening. Like there needs to be the smaller steps first. And I just, them testing stuff in at the lower levels in minor leagues. That's not, that's not good enough for me. It's, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really agree with a lot of it this year. I think getting rid of the ships by the only thing I really can agree with. I, I might I might eat my words come start of the season, but right now on paper it looks it looks like it's gonna be good. Do you think they should get rid of those uh those player the cheat sheets that they have, the cards? What the Astros like I don't think cameras. outfielders what's up? The Astros cameras. <laughs> well, I just I think outfielders should not have them. And the reason I say that is because what's better? Like, I've seen a podcast last week or something like that. that They were talking about it. And it made a good point. Like, what's better to watch? A guy move, like, five feet over to where the hitter's going to hit the ball or making the guy run for a diving catch off of a line drive, you know? It's like the shift for the infield, but, like, they shouldn't have them. They should – play their position you know I mean, the infield is a little bit different sheets, you, they still could do research and now hey i know this guy usually pulls right or this guy pulls left you know just take even without the cheat sheet they still could kind of know that. yeah yeah that's so, true i, mean, I don't really think the cheat sheet matters all that much i don't know i just there's some things that i don't think should be in the game uh it's call me old school but at the same time, who knows what they'll do? Yeah. You guys have anything else? Let's hear. Not really. They got a short episode today. Not a whole lot's been going on lately. No, not a lot of big signings. Yeah, time to talk like about the past couple of weeks, and now this week, you know, I'm not done. Yeah, we we played the MLB the show thing. Uh, I still have to do that yet. So we're gonna run our teams. Zavani, did you want to make a team? We have time. Throw your team into the mix. We'll have a tourney. I don't even. I don't even know what the uh, what the what the rules were here. What am I? All right. So you pick a division and you pick a team from that division to represent you. All right. You can't use the AL West, the NL West, or the NL East. So, so any AL other East divisions. Is, so the AL East is uh. AL East is open. Oh yeah, give me the Yankees. Huh? Oh God. All right. Absolutely. All right. So we'll go run through this. Me and Eddie pick for you. In the AL East division. And uh yeah, we'll run a tournament and see who wins. Eddie, you want to start us off here? A catcher, I'll give him Rutschman. I like that. Uh let's see. I'm gonna name I'm gonna name a ton of Yankees players. I already know right off the bat. So I'm gonna give you judge as a DH only. 
Uh, starting pitcher, I'm going to give him Garrett Cole. <laughs> I, I don't even know if this would count. Araldis Chapman's not even on the Yankees anymore. I was going to give, give you him as a closer. I don't know, man. I don't know that many players in the AL East. There's a ton of good ones. Just pick one. All right, we'll go with Harrison Bader in center. I'm going to give him Austin Hayes and left. Eddie, you're going too fast for me, man. I have I don't have time to look oh, up these bad. people. No, you're good. <laughs> all right. He's trying to make sure he's not giving me all 99 guards. <laughs> yeah, honestly. All right. For we're gonna go with uh Josh Lowe in left field from the from the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't even think I heard of this guy before, but at shortstop, I'm gonna give him Bo Bichette. All right, we're gonna give you. Um, Guerrero Jr. at first. No. For your second starting picture, I'm going to give you Shane McClanahan. All right, so what do we need? We need a second baseman and a closer and a right fielder. Oh, uh, let's see. And a third baseman. Eddie, did you say third baseman? Where was Hayes at? Uh, left field or right field, one of them. All right. All right. Then we just need a third baseman, a second baseman, and a closer. Trevor Story at second. At third, we'll Eddie. give him Devers. Devers at third. All right. And for closing, I can't give you a Red Sox player because that's just – that's not fair. They're that bad. Albert Abreu from the Yankees.
All right, so we'll run that through and we'll see what we got in the tournament. So, all right. I think that wraps up this episode of The Baseline. Uh, stay tuned next week. Uh, hopefully there's more news that we could bring us. Um, stay tuned for the Fade Podcast and Philadelphia Sports Radio coming out this week. We also have basketball coming out pretty soon. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Check out our shop, uh, Buzz Talk Sports at spring-spring.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.